0: Welcome to the Lions post-game show from PrideToDetroit.com. PrideToDetroit on Twitter. PrideToDetroit on Facebook. You know where to find us live on Twitch.tv/PrideToDetroit. Immediately after the game, I'm Chris Perfett at Chris Perfett on Twitter, the adequate host. And um, this one, this one feels bad for a lot of different reasons. This one feels like, uh, you know what this feels like? This feel this game Lions Vikings felt like a mid-2021 season game after Dan Campbell had just taken over play calling and the lions were fighting in those games, but they would always do things to really just shoot themselves in the foot. And there was a lot of shooting in the foot on this game. And, you know, I, I keep saying that this year I wasn't expecting too much, but at the same time for the lions, this was a game they could have absolutely had. This was a game they could have absolutely had, And they let him go. They let him go with some incredibly bizarre decision-making late in the game. So we'll try to talk about all of it. Uh, Again, like, I don't understand. Like, the decision-making is going to be the story. And is going to be what Dan Campbell has to answer for after this game quite a bit. I don't understand several things that happened here. The fourth down play uh, calls, I was completely fine with, especially after you knew what Austin Seibert was. Austin Seibert was off for the entire day. I don't know if the, how much longer the Lions will stick with him. This is already a really bad kicking situation going into this year. And man, he misses he misses multiple kicks there. like You miss multiple field goals. You can't have that, man. You can't have that. So I understand the fourth down play calling. That wasn't my problem. The problem came late in this game as time management and play calling just got completely turned around and screwed up to really just really make this a bad choice. Once again, the punts came back, The, the three and out Lions were avoiding three and out quite well for most of the day. Then you had a three and out late in that game after the after their last touchdown that uh, really started to hurt them. Then the play calling on the on the on the four. Uh, then, then the play calling of the four down drive afterwards. Um, I don't understand when it's third and one when you have about, you know, you, you've you've been you've been good at. You've been good at keeping them their offense off the field. And you weren't going to get a lot of chances to keep the Vikings' offense off the field. The longer you could keep the, the Vikings' offense off the field, the better. That's what they did early in the game, and it worked out very well for them. Later in the game, not the same blueprint. Not the same blueprint. Yeah, Jeff Okuda boxed up Justin Jefferson quite well. Adam Thielen, though, was still biting you. K.J. Osborne could still make a play. Even with Dalvin Cook going out, that is still a very high-powered offense from the Minnesota Vikings. Normally, there would be no shame in losing to the Minnesota Vikings this year because of that offense, because Kirk Cousins is once again playing in a 1 p.m. window, and that's where he gets his magical juice. Any other window, he sucks. But going back to that play calling, like it was the punt 24 14 It was about two minutes off the play clock. I, they go deep on a third and one when all you really need is first downs to keep burning the clock. And then on that third, then on fourth and one, then you decide to punt. And Jack Fox's punts were not on the mark today either. That punt only went like 39 yards. Minnesota gets it back at their 34. That like, you you could have, uh, you had two shots there. Going deep on third and one only really makes sense if you are then going to stay on the field on fourth and one and ram him up their throats, they didn't do that. So that was a late game decision I had a lot of problems with. There were then everything else that happened late. There was the missed field goal, which honestly, I would have probably been more OK with a punt at that point than, than a field goal. I don't know why they just keep doing it on fourth down there, too. Like, you knew Seibert was having a bad day. Why suddenly there go for the field goal? Which, by again, if you want to go by the math on it all, that would have only put the Vikings down six. Touchdown with a PAT puts them up. Which, by the way, they got that touchdown anyway. K.J. Osborne walked in. Which, by the way, how'd he get to walk in? That's right. The Lions gifted him a, uh, a timeout. Gifted the, uh, the Vikings a timeout. Right at the end, as they were scrambling for time left on the clock, scrambling for just over a minute, suddenly that, uh, that timeout, like, that was part of the clock management I didn't understand. I didn't understand why you need to burn clock, but then you still leave 14 seconds on the play clock before you snap. So there was a lot going on there. There, there was a lot going on with the, with the clock management at the end there. There's a lot going on with Amani Oruwarie, who ends the day, I believe, six flags or so. Five, no, five flags, not, not, not six flags. That the, that's the theme park. Five flags. The, the, the Vikings really wanted flag number six. They didn't get it. So he kind of, he got a little redemption there. But man, like those five flags, the Lions were flagged seven times in this game. Amani Oruwarie accounted for five of them. That that can't like why he's still on the field. I understand that you're already down some men, but like you knew he was a liability through that game and he stayed out there. Meanwhile, in other parts of the game, just injuries really started to decimate the Lions. Like we saw DeAndre Swift get used in a very limited fashion. I think that's because he was playing a little banged up there. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown had to come out. He still kind of manages to do some things. Josh Reynolds, I think got hurt at one point there. Like these are, these are injuries that are going to follow the lions around all season. And unfortunately without their high powered playmakers, this offense looks kind of mid sometimes like Jamal Williams could run ran for 87 yards. Jamal Williams, I thought had a very good day, but he can't you, you can't rely on that without DeAndre Swift, without the, the explosive play plays of DeAndre Swift, not having him on the field really hurt the Lions. And at the end, like Jared Goff just isn't the kind of guy you can really give a, a one minute offense over to to really go to really go out there and, and do what he and, and play the way he do, he did like it it it's a limited offense. It I mean it's an offense that shows showed its limitations. Last week they showed their upsides. They showed their high flying power. This week they showed their they showed their limitations. Meanwhile on the defense, the defense I thought played very well today for what they are. The Lions like giving up 28 to Minnesota is going to hurt no matter what. But again, this was a good Minnesota Vikings Offense, And I thought the defense, outside of Manny Orrarie's penalties, they kind of stood on their head. Jeff Okuda, there was a lot of good, once again, of Jeff Okuda. He put, once more, they put Justin Jefferson in a box, man. Like, uh, the problem is, is that, again, last week, the Lions could count on a lot of sacks from, from, from Aiden Hutchinson. This week, only one sack. Only one sack on, on Minnesota. It came from Alex Anzalone, who, by the way, had himself a bit of a game. But there is there's a lot of problems going on right now. We'll see how the Lions can fix it up for next week. It's a long season and there's. Yeah, this 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 one's rough. It's going to sit rough with a lot of fans because I already see the negativity coming out. It is losing Tracy Walker in the middle of this game really hurt as well. But I think the fan negativity comes in that 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 win last week started to put expectations on there. And when you get those expectations, suddenly you want to keep it going. And this team is inconsistent right now. It is frustrating, it is inconsistent, and it is tough when you are inconsistent to win some of these games that they're doing. The Lions really struggle at some, uh, t- a concept I learned about the other week called the middle eight. It's the four minutes going into the half, the four minutes coming out of the half. Now, in this case, I thought they played well in those four minutes coming out of the half. They scored their field goal and touchdown and gave them the 10 point lead. But going into that half, that's where they let the, that's where they let the, <laughs> the Vikings back in, man. Those 14 points early in the game, they snuck up real quick. You let the Vikings completely back into the game here. It's it's rough. It's it's rough. That's all all I really got for it. I can't really come up with too many other words. I know I'm supposed to speak into a microphone. I know I'm supposed to get this out for another 15 minutes or so. But when you look at a team this inconsistent still... And we've seen their ceiling. We've seen their ceiling on what they can do. We've seen their potential on what they could do. Potential rather than ceiling, I should say. Last week against the commanders. This week, you saw a lot of that potential still still too, but you also saw a lot of their downsides as well. You saw a lot of what they need to work on. And it's going to be hard to like if you're if you're dealing with that kind of decision making through the season while already injured, it's going to hurt you a lot. And once again, I know Ryan and I have been talking about it. The inconsistencies of this offense staying on the field is hard. There weren't as many three and outs this week, but there were a lot of punts after like four plays. There's several punts after four, four plays, three plays, you know, a five play missed field goal. Once again, the Lions need to learn how to stay on the field, burn clock, and be methodical on the offense. We'll have more on the full POD cast coming up here later this evening. I just want to get some initial thoughts out. First, we'll keep this one shorter. I know our chat is very frustrated. I want to get to their questions. Make sure to join us every week on, live on twitch.tv slash Pride of Detroit. Immediately after the Lions game, we'll give you our thoughts. We'll do some Q&A. We'll get sound from, from the Lions in postgame. We'll do all of that. Hope you can join us and definitely try to join the POD cast live. See you star side.